1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 14 in 1 Corinthians. I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other, for Messiah did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Messiah should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Messiah crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Messiah, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the, the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. In this passage, Shaul displays to our view the wisdom of God in the cross, a wisdom that is exalted by using apparently foolish means in men's eyes, but which triumphs over their highest wisdom and secures its aims which are unattainable any other way. In the passage we read, verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. What is the cross? What is that term used in the scriptures? It is a term used to describe the sacrifice of Messiah on the cross. Romans 5, verse 6 to 11. For when we were still without strength, in due time Messiah died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, 
Messiah died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Yeshua Mashiach, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. The term in the Bible, the term the cross, is a term that describes Messiah's sacrifice on the cross. It also is used to describe the proclamation of the message we preach Messiah crucified. The cross speaks of Messiah's sacrifice, it speaks of the proclamation of that message, and it also refers to us, our crucifixion, as disciples. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 6. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Messiah Yeshua were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Messiah was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. That is a description of what the Bible calls the cross. Sacrifice of Christ, the proclamation of that message, and our identification. We are identified with him. The cross is foreshadowed in the Tanakh. We have in Genesis 22, the sacrifice of Isaac. Genesis 22. Abraham was bidden by God to offer up his only son as a sacrifice. And when they arrived at the place of sacrifice, verse 7 of, chapter, of Genesis 22, Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? 
And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them went together. What Abraham said was a prophecy. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. A prophecy of the time when Messiah would be offered on the altar of the cross. Abraham looked forward to that day and he knew that though he might have to slay his son that God would raise him from the dead in order to keep his promises. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. Abraham offered his son, Isaac. God provided his own Isaac in the person of Yeshua, our Messiah. So the cross is foreshadowed by the near sacrifice of Isaac. Another type of the cross is found in the Passover lamb in Exodus chapter 12. In Exodus chapter 12, beginning at verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they ate it. So they were given a symbol of the sacrifice of Messiah when John the Baptist saw Yeshua walking along the bank of the river Jordan. He said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. So there are types in the Tanakh of Messiah in the sacrifice of Isaac, in the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, and in the rock that was smitten. In Exodus chapter 17, Exodus chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of Sin, according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? 
Why do you tempt the Lord? Verse 4 So Moses cried out to the Lord saying What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb and you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Moses struck the rock and that stricken rock we are told in Corinthians in this letter to the Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 10 the people of Israel drank of that spiritual rock that followed them in the wilderness and that rock was Messiah so there are types there there's the type also in the scapegoat in Leviticus chapter 16 where the high priest of Israel confessed once a year the sins of Israel and placed them symbolically on the head of a goat and the goat was taken away driven away into the wilderness bearing all the forgiven sins of the people of Israel the scapegoat Leviticus 16 and then there's another one another type of the cross in the brazen serpent in Numbers 21 we read about the people of Israel being bitten with serpents and God provided the remedy by commanding Moses to make a brass or a copper serpent so that anyone that looked at that serpent when he was bitten would live. These five types are some of the many types and symbols of the cross in Messiah foreshadowed in the Tanakh the sacrifice of the only son speaks of the Messiah the only son of God who was sacrificed the Passover lamb speaks to us of the Lamb of God the smitten rock speaks to us of Christ our rock the scapegoat speaks to us of Messiah our sin bearer and the brass serpent speaks to us of Messiah being cursed for our sakes because the brazen serpent was a curse from God for the sins of Israel but when the serpent was nailed on a pole 
it was to symbolize the death of Messiah on the cross in John chapter 3 John chapter 3 verse 14 and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life these types are meant to teach us of Messiah as our sin bearer the one who gives us the water of life freely the Passover lamb the only son offered up to God on the altar and the serpent coming back to 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verse 17 for Messiah did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words lest the cross of Messiah should be made of no effect God chose seemingly foolish things to confound the wise vital as baptism was Shaul said he had a higher responsibility in verse 17 for Messiah did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words lest the cross of Messiah should be made of no effect for the message going on to verse 18 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing those without ears to hear the message of the cross is foolishness to such people the wise men of Athens mocked when they heard Shaul inform them of the death of Messiah and his resurrection on the third day to them it was foolishness the philosophers of Athens spurned the message of the cross except for one or two from amongst them to them victory through death was ridiculous and to demand total submission to a crucified savior was to them totally unreasonable the people of Saul's day Saul king of Egypt said mockingly how shall this man save us and so the wise people of the world today mockingly say how shall this man Jesus save us but to us which are saved those whose ears have been opened the cross is the power of God 
and the wisdom of God. Verse 19 For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. God spoke. God gave, God provided a way of salvation that was totally alien to the worldly wisdom or to the worldly prudent. God's power and wisdom shine all the more for the apparent foolishness of the way of salvation. But at Calvary, Satan's arsenal was exhausted, the curse of the law was ended, and Messiah won the keys of death and of hell. By way of question, why did God choose this way? Three reasons. One, to overthrow the wisdom of men. Two, because nothing else has worked. And three, to fulfill all righteousness. It was to overthrow man's wisdom. Unregenerate men, unsaved men and women cannot understand how one can die for all. But just as Adam brought death into humanity, so Messiah, our second Adam, brings life to humanity. People cannot understand how their guilt can be transformed, transferred. But the prophet tells us, all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, on the Messiah, the iniquity of us all. Nothing else works. The world by, by its own wisdom forgot God. Verse 21 For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to, dis to save those who believe. Signs were demanded by our people. Our people demanded signs from our Lord Yeshua. And the Greeks demanded wisdom. But signs never saved anyone. Not a single Jewish person was saved by a sign. And wisdom did not save the Gentiles. So God chose this way to fulfill all righteousness. Verse 24 and 25 But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks Messiah the power of God and the wisdom of God.
verse 23, we preach Messiah crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to us who are called, the world regards as foolish, but it is the only remedy for sin. Second Corinthians chapter 5 The second letter to the Corinthians chapter 5 verses 20 to 21 Therefore we are ambassadors for Messiah as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Messiah's behalf be reconciled to God for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him Messiah traded places with the sinner he took our guilt upon himself and he was accounted the sinner and he gave us in exchange his impeccable righteousness so that in the sight of God we are accounted as righteous and sinless. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for your gift of love. We pray that we may understand it better, that we may comprehend it more, and especially as we have been partaking of the soda, grant, Lord, that we shall realize more fully all that Messiah has done for us. Who can cheer the heart like Jesus by his presence all divine, true and tender, pure and precious, oh how blessed to call him mine. May each of us be able to sing that song. Amen.